Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's time for the GZ Chop Shop Podcast. Each week... Hosts Project Itachi and War Nurse bring you the latest in the gaming and tech industry. From the hottest releases to the juiciest scoops, while breaking down all the things you wish you knew. Now kick back, relax, and prepare to have your mind blown. The GZ Chop Shop starts right now. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop. As always, I'm your host, Project Itachi, joined by my good friend co-host, Ward Nurse. And we have a very special episode lined up for you guys this week. We are going to go slightly off the beaten path and talk about something that actually we've conversed about quite we, a few we, we, We've times. talked about quite a bit, and it's definitely a, uh, a topic of concern for a lot of people, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Modern Warfare 2, um, it's the best-selling cod so far which makes sense it cost more <laughs> yeah yeah it does so like it's like no like i was i was telling someone the other day i was like yeah of course it beat all the records and i'm not saying this like the game's good or bad but of course it it beat the the records because less people could buy the game but the game's more expensive so the it's either gonna expensive. even out or or be you know break break some records like 70 dollars. but 70 dollars well spent i personally like the game I, i'm enjoying it Mm-hmm. Uh, except for the audio part the, uh, yeah, the cross-play cross audio, audio can be a bit of a, a pain but i'm enjoying the game but we have seen a lot of people online kind of pressed about this game man uh in particular um i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say newer gamers as in gamers that have picked up gaming the past few years so all they know is kind of the the more modern style of uh first person shooters and multiplayers mm-hmm. um and uh, streamers seem to be pretty pissed about this game. And I'm going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to say it. I, I've reiterated this a few times. <sighs> a lot of these streamers are not good at gaming. They're not good. What they have are good personalities, which is important when you want to be in you know, show business, radio, TV, streaming, any kind of uh, multimedia platform. Y- you yeah. want to be personable. Um, and maybe they have a lot of other things that factor into it. Uh, but you don't have to be good at video games. And a lot of these people that are good at one or two games, and they stuck with those one or two games, and they've been playing since maybe Modern Warfare 1 uh, was remade and came out back in, uh, I think it was 2018 or 19. I think it was 19. Um, but yeah, we a lot of these streamers, they're not good at games. Uh, uh, what we're seeing is a lot of the veteran players are getting on, and they're doing really well with this game. Because yeah. when I say veteran gamer, I mean someone who's been gaming 15, 20 years, maybe more. Um, and they were around in the early 2000s when COD was brand new and the movement style was closer to what it is 
with the new modern warfare here uh, that people are complaining about. So we just we have people that only know how to play the most recent types of games, and they're not able to pick up a controller or grab the keyboard and play most games fairly decently. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying when you're a streamer, you should be good at games. I'm saying the people that are complaining are simply not good at picking up a variety of games and being decent at them. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you because um, one of the things I always fuss about in a lot of people, and this is what ticks me off too about some of the content creators, not all of them, but uh, I want to say certain influencers, is they've tried to normalize the game mechanic exploits that they use in other games to dominate, and they want them to transition to every game they play. Mm -hmm. And one of those pinnacle ones that became really popular in Halo, which makes sense in Halo, it's a sci-fi shooter, is bunny hopping and crouch strafing. Now, Call of Which Duty is fun. Always, I'm not going to say it's not fun. Yeah, but it works in that game because it's a futuristic game. You don't. We don't know what futuristic combat would be like. It can be whatever we want it to be. It's an imaginative thing right now. But Call of Duty has always tried to pride itself on being a grounded game. No one goes to paintball or mill mill you know mill spec simulations or anything. And it's bunny hopping corners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, co- most Call of Duty games have been, like you said, grounded in some for- form of realism. That's kind of what they're known for. Yeah. Um, and when, once they started adding, I think it was Advanced Warfare that really kicked kicked that play yeah. style off. And even though they got rid of like the the little uh, jump jetpacks and boosters and stuff, uh, and kind of lessened the slides and stuff a little bit, the slide cancels and all that. Um, it never really went away. It kind of became a trademark in Call of Duty games. And now mm-hmm. that uh, this new Modern Warfare 2 dropped, th- they removed a lot of those mechanics and it's m- more grounded uh, like before. And there's still mm-hmm. some bunny hop and you can't really remove bunny hop. And hell, I bunny hop sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, th- these people, you know, they're, they're really just angry because like you said, they're, they're very used to those mechanics. Yeah. And, and it's it sucks because they will base their whole view of the game on that. And and they have such an influence. And I was, I was before we did this, you know, started recording the show, I was reading some Reddit threads and it's funny. You can literally find anything on Google. So I just typed in streamers having too much influence on games and man, people have been complaining about this since like 2015. Yeah. It's There's been an issue. Going. Yeah. It's been an issue. And there was one thread I said, well, let me read the most recent thread and see what people say. Now, it's funny how you will watch the transition from 2015 where people will say yes to now where streamers really, I believe, have the most influence to suddenly saying, no, nah, I don't think they do. And the funny thing is at first I was like, man, maybe it's just me. But then I had to realize how many people have gotten into streaming mm-hmm. and to be told that, you know, you be, you're basically becoming the enemy. So everyone's holding on to the hope that one day they'll be famous. And if someone finally came out and said, you know what? Streamers have too much influence. We need to change this. It scares them. The idea that having that influence removed scares them. That goes back to uh, close to this time last year, like early January, when we were talking to a wild four games and he was saying that the biggest, uh, not to go off the track here, but just to 
you know, piggyback off what you're saying that the biggest problem a lot of streamers have is being afraid of change that could mm-hmm. possibly make their con their content better. They, mm-hmm. they have one system, they stick with it. That's all they know. They're in their comfort zone and they're not going to go to any other platform, make other stuff. Like they're just doing that one thing, hoping mm-hmm. for the best. Yep. And the, the, the fear of change keeps them from growing. Yeah. You know, and then they plateau out and it's the same thing with, you know, with call of duty, like modern warfare too. I also enjoy the game. Uh, the few gripes I have are some graphical gripes. Like I have actual, you know, game mechanic gripes, like, you know, get the audio situated. Yeah. Uh, actually release the full game. Dude. I was losing once. my <laughs> shit over that audio the other day, man. Like Jesus Christ. Yep. It was so funny being able to talk shit and you couldn't say anything. <laughs> and, uh, I, had to, I had to get in discord. Like look, motherfuckers, I hear everything you're saying. <laughs> it's just like, Oh, that sucks. But you know, like, like, actual game mechanics and the things that i've seen like you know and, and burn was talking about it too like people are talking about like oh you know that the, the they were done with call of duty because it didn't have halo like movements and i'm like because this isn't halo this isn't Fortnite. once again proving the point of how much content creators have influence uh, some people say no i lean strongly into yes they have too much influence on the game because if i see a patch come out a quality of life patch adjusting any of the mechanics i 100 percent blame that on the influential streamers why because you've got these big streamers 2020 modern warfare came out it blew up because we were all locked down so you had people like nick hacks and tim the tatman playing warzone they are a huge part of why warzone rose to the popularity it has right now because watching them do all the crazy stuff they did with the in-game movements and mechanics and whatever, one of them taking out a whole squad solo, it tells you, the gamer, even if you can't do it, your, your competitive edge gets sparked and you think you can do it. Because they said, this is the best gun, this is the XYZ, this is the best drop, and people imitate it. Because they just want to be as cool or as popular as the person they were watching. So they do... It's the copy and paste mechanic. And we've seen it with other games as well. Um, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is very niche, but how many people started copying Rivers of Blood builds just so they could win because someone somewhere in a position of influence said, this is the end, ultimate end-all be-all build. If you're not running this, you're garbage. And people copy and paste it. And now it's the same thing we're seeing with Call of Duty. These streamers are getting upset that it's they're getting their their cheeks clapped and they're not used to it. They're getting wrecked by people who aren't streamers. They're wondering whether 360 no scopes aren't working. They're wondering why that bunny hop gets punished by someone like me. Cause I've punished many people that have bunny hop the corner. They bunny hop and I just cave them in the chest and I just look at them like, what were you doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and I go on and take out the rest of the team and it bothers them because this, this kills their YouTube montages, you know, watch this 360 no scope bunny hop corner, one bullet kill whole team BS. They actually have to be good at the game. You know, it's kind of like used to that, you know, and, and we kind of have an issue too um, with, you know, people who enjoy watching that kind of stuff. And it is like that stuff's really cool. Like I, I love watching um, clips of people doing like really cool, uh, badass tricks and stuff, but you know, when so many of us see that stuff and that's 
what gets our attention and then we come back to a uh the new the new call of duty that uh is you know like we said a little more grounded and less uh crazy mechanics and there's kind of mm-hmm. more like being cautious and stuff it's not as bam 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 quick fast paced in your face quite so much so it kind of loses that attention of wanting to watch it because it's harder to it's harder to pull off a lot of those trick shots and those cool abilities yeah so where i stand i think we agree on this uh content creators do have too much influence on the game so do you think Activision is going to make any adjustments to to it because of this outcry? Because there's some who've literally been like on stream, nope, game sucks, and delete it on stream, which no, I think it's, is I, kind of stupid. I don't think I can't think of any games where like they had to do a patch that changed the mechanic of how you play a game. Like they'll change like ability, like they'll change uh, like weapon damage and handling, nerf guns, buff guns, stuff like that. But I've never seen any game put in a patch that changed the mechanics of a game to the point where you couldn't even play the game the same way. So I don't, I don't think they're going to do much now. I just like any game. Yeah. They're, they're going to nerf and buff certain things. They're going to make little changes here and there. We're going to get patches that add and take stuff away. But yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to do anything that's going to change the mechanics. Cause I yeah. mean, at that, that point, the game, the game is set in place. Like it's set in motion to change the mechanics of a game like that is it's going to take a lot more than just a patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically maybe they'll just tell everyone get good. <laughs> yeah. Now, and I now, mean, it's, now it's the people that were told to get good saying to the other people to get good, I guess, get good. I guess. And they've already broken records. So it's not like, you know, basically as far as they're concerned, the streamers have, serve their purpose they've run their course you've made our game popular um so but yeah you know we wanted to touch on on call of duty a little bit because actually next week we're going to have a avid uh call of duty player and and a return guest good friend of the show the bullet maiden she's going to be joining us to you know talk about call of duty so you know we'll we'll get some a view from someone who's played pretty much all of the call of duties and and her view on you know the mechanics and if anything needs to be changed or or whatnot so that's definitely gonna be an interesting conversation so make sure you guys tune in for that one next week it's gonna be really really good um but what we really want to talk about since we touched on it is the streamers and this is this has been something like i said we've been talking about for a while now and and i have a deep gripe with it and i'm a streamer myself and and I've played many, many different types of games on my channel. And sometimes even to me, I just have to, uh, you know, one, like we were talking about, I have to admit to myself that sometimes I'm just not good at a game. Um, but one thing I've also noticed that streamers do, I don't know whether they do it subconsciously or they do it because they know they have influence is how they sway people to play a game like not only and i'm not talking in just terms of sales but literally how a person plays that game and a perfect example coming back to it is is elden ring or even just or even with uh what's another one oh here's a good example god of war ragnarok drops today right um how much you want to bet if you go on YouTube right now, someone has already got the full game beginning to end 
all spoilers, everything up there. And a lot of people, thousands of people will go and watch it. So you think to yourself, this is the issue I have. I say, okay, that actually annoys me because one, as a content creator, if you're not a big content creator and you don't have these sponsorships and you don't have, you know, all that backing. So you have to take, you know, your time putting out content. It is hard for you to get into that field because all of these other streamers or gamers who find loopholes are posting entire games day one of release the whole game or even before. But most of them are smart and posted the day of so they don't get hit with like, you know, a lawsuit. But beginning to end, I feel that that is not a good thing for the gaming market in the long run. Now, someone might argue, you know, if, if you don't want to see the spoilers, then then don't watch it. Yeah, which is totally fine, except it will flood the media it'll flood it i literally don't go looking but right then i'll go like today i was on youtube i didn't care about anything about god of war ragnarok but right away i already see tons of videos for it it hasn't even been 24 hours and there's tons and tons of videos and i'm like i'm two steps away from one that says you know here it is at the end and you know, it, it definitely you- takes away from from the 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 feeling of beating a game, even if it's something as simple as God of War, where it's kind of linear and you just got to follow the storyline and, you know, you'll struggle Mm -hmm. here and there, but it's pretty straightforward and whatever, but it it really takes away that feeling of being able to complete a game on your own without any assistance. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a point in time, if you wanted help, you either knew, you either knew a buddy that beat the game and they'd help you out. Right. But they'd be like, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You got to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. or you would go buy a magazine spend money on that magazine and it's a walkthrough and then you would, you know, platinum the game that way. But for mm-hmm. the most part, you kind of had to go in raw and, and, you know, get really good at the game. Yeah. And now everything's just on their, on the internet and there's no, unless you force yourself to do it and you like, I, I absolutely refuse. Like it's too easy right there, right there on the internet. Yeah. You can just go, how do I do this thing? And then it'll just walk you through the game. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong. I'm sure at some point, you know, we've all done it, but it's, it's to the point now that people base, whether they buy a game on content creators, a lot of people argue like, no, like, you know, I still go and buy the game. True. Now, how many of those games that you watched your favorite content creator play and you're like, I'm going to buy it. Did you finish? Because on PlayStation, they have a trophy system. And it tells you the percentage of players that have gotten that trophy. Now, most games, you get a trophy just for beating the story. Usually. And I'll look at the average for a game that was big on streaming. I was just curious when I said, let me just look at the average of PlayStation players for XYZ game to see the average of people that actually beat the game that they went and bought. They they were like, yeah, I'll still get it. So you on average, most people don't even get past maybe the second mission of a story in their games. They'll always get the first trophy, and that's not even everyone who's gotten the game. It'll be like 80% of the people get that first trophy. That's just for starting the game. By the time you're talking the halfway point of actually getting halfway through the game, you've dropped off to maybe, 
maybe 30%. If that's some random trophy just for doing some random stuff, you might see some numbers. But for actually a completion of the game, by the time you're talking the final trophy, you're down to like 20% of the players. Just for the storyline. Just for the storyline. Half of them don't even finish that game. Then you I can see what you're saying. Like the the streamer themselves is the form of advertisement for the game to be pushed and sold. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't seem like right now that's something that would hurt the gaming industry because regardless if people are completing the the story or not, or you know whatever, the sales are made, right? The sales are made, right? Yeah. So here's my counter to that: the sales are made. It all seems good on paper. The streamers made the advertisement. The streamers, you know, promoted the game X, Y, and Z. However, you, they're still losing out on money. And I think it's just bad business because of how fast they let the streamers put videos up. I was talking with Bernie. He and I both agreed. I said, when a game releases, the content for that should be like at least a two-week ban after release before any video goes up. Why? Because the curiosity of that game, a streamer can talk about it like a spoiler free. I played this game. I think it's really good. X, Y, and Z. You guys are going to love it. Could still have just as much impact because people trust them. So they're going to take their word for it. Let the curiosity, because remember back in the day, that's what we had. G4, that was our, that was it. What? Five minutes of watching gameplay was all you got. That's a great idea. Like I, I see where you're coming from, but I think I think an issue that we'd see is you know I've seen a a lot of comments on on social media um, that pretty much say what I'm I'm going to say is that we should streamers should be charged for playing new games or that these uh, companies when they when these developers put out these games uh, that games should you know have to be you know, sort of rented to be able to stream via Twitch or Trovo or YouTube. And I feel like that's a really dangerous path. That's a dangerous path that's to a, go down. That's a super dangerous path because the it's fact only that so many people small say streamers. that they want that or that it should be a thing. Until it becomes a thing. We got to be careful what we ask for or advocate for. Yeah. Because that's not going to hurt the stream. The people they want that to affect, it's not going to affect because the people who they want it to affect, they didn't pay for their game. They more than likely got the game for free. They got sponsored. The company wants them to have the game to play to help raise their numbers. Yeah, so I don't they think for a second the Dr. Game. Disrespect is paying for all those Call of Duty games. No. The man, matter of fact, before he was a streamer, a lot of people don't seem to know this. Uh, before he was a streamer, he specifically worked on Call of Duty maps. Like he helped build them. So, he, so yeah, yeah he's he got a leg in the industry. Those. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people, you know, they say that the the companies would probably okay it. They're like, yeah, that's great because we give them this one streamer the game for free. You're going to pay for that. So we'll give all our big streamers, our all of our big influencers, those five, six people, the game absolutely free of charge. When we can make thousands of dollars off of all of you trying to be them. So we'll charge you for the game day one and you pay us and then we give them the money and those you know nothing changes and then we've just dug ourselves another hole and they weed out competition 
because <laughs> people would fall off the platform after that and they weed out competition. Those influencers that they want get to stay at the top and life moves on and more money is being made X, Y, and Z. And we come full circle and wonder where did this happen? When did it all go wrong? We did it to ourselves. Um, but no, I do still feel, I feel like like monetary don't, don't involve that, but a, like maybe Nintendo, the shit, and put like a two-week ban on brand new games. Nobody, no one, no influencer of any level of caliber can stream this game, put a video of this game up for the first two weeks. It would not hurt their sales. That, if it I, would think hurt that's, sales, I think that's the biggest thing that would keep them from doing it is that the companies aren't would not be willing to experiment with something like that because you know, we don't, we don't truly, we can speculate and make educated opinions, but we, we don't truly know how they go about making their monies behind, like their money behind the scenes and how they navigate their, their mm -hmm. algorithms to make sure that enough people are buying this game. So, if, you know, in their minds, you know, it might be if, if they did something like that and the streamers didn't have immediate access to play these immediate games for the first couple of weeks that they're out, that they would lose a lot of sales and that it would mm -hmm. negatively impact. It would certainly impact uh, streamers like quite a bit, especially the streamers I, that, you know, they, they only know a few, like a handful of games and they're not variety streamers. Which this is where, once again, bringing up the topic of, of wild, this would hone people's skills to broaden their horizons. You have to break your comfort zone. If you get stuck in your comfort zone, you're eventually going to plateau out. It's going to happen. And a prime example of that, I don't know if a lot of people know this, Pokimane right now, she's in the middle of a rebranding. She wants to get away from game streaming. She happened to rise to stardom at the age of like 17 by being a really good FPS player and it stuck. So she kind of made gaming her thing, but she wants to do makeup and she's getting so much pushback because she wants to change her brand. She's a millionaire, still has her whole life ahead of her. I don't think she's broken 30 yet. She's like 26 or something. And she wants to rebrand, and it's a struggle even for her. Pokimane. Been at it for like a decade. So because she never got to broaden her horizons, she's hitting all the walls, and she's an influencer. She has that access to things that we only can dream of, and she's struggling because she never got to expand soon enough so if it's a disc if it's an uncomfortable thing if it would make streamers uncomfortable good you gotta you a table is not built on one leg a stable one is not built on one leg there's always extra foundation i know some people are like well what about those tables at the restaurant with the thick leg and blah, blah, blah. even lift that damn thing up and look at the bottom there's extra foundations on it you want it to be stable you gotta have multiple legs so streaming. when one gets weak, the other three take on the weight. Streaming has changed so much over the years. It's it's so crazy to me how we went from Justin TV uh, and yeah. G4 to Twitch to the partnership program. And I think it was 2011 that the partnership program came out. Um, and then just it just escalated from there. 2020 is the real year where shit got crazy. Because everyone was locked indoors and new people started discovering streaming and 
gaming was the only medium that was not hurt by COVID. It, it thrived. It, it, it was it was the best form of entertainment that allowed you to connect with other people without having to leave your home. Yeah. And it was it worked out because gamers That's, like us, we already knew what we were doing. It's funny how do. so many people went from saying gaming is stupid, anime <laughs> is stupid, those things are for children. Bunch of hypocrites. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now look where we are. Like streaming is an official line of work. There's coaches for esports, scholarships for yeah, we, I, like you know, we were in disbelief. If someone had told me when I was, you know, maybe before, during when I was in the in the Navy, that the gaming industry would be what it is now and we'd have an esports and all that shit, I wouldn't have believed that. Like what? Like there's always been competitions. I, you know, I, I did quite a few uh, yeah. Halo one and two competitions uh, when I was younger, but you know, that's always been a thing, but an, a whole esports like that's wild to think about. Yeah. And it brings in just as much as if not more than actual sports. Have you ever, have you ever been to an esports stadium before? I haven't. I want to, but I don't I think we have one here yet. I went to my first one uh, a couple years ago with some, some good friends of mine. Um, they, they invited me and it was an overwatch tournament. Uh, it was Dallas fuel and, and someone else, but it was, uh, at, it was at a stadium, sort sort of a stadium, a, a, a small building. Um, it was close to the, uh, the Arlington, uh, Rangers, Texas Rangers and, uh, mm-hmm. the baseball stadium. And, uh, it, dude, it was, it was freaking cool. It was like uh, when they'd introduce the players and like, uh, you know, they won matches and like cool shit happened. Like it was like a rave in there. And every, like, the, like everyone that was there were just as excited as if uh, they were at like a at sports a game. game. Like, like I'd see at a Rangers game or something. And it was just a really cool experience to me because that's the first time I ever saw a building of gamers like watching a competitive match. Like we've all seen competitive matches with our, with our buddies. Maybe you have like a gaming night or maybe when you were younger before online was a thing, you'd have your friends over and you do like a, yeah. you know, a Xbox party or whatever. But that right there was an experience in its own. And just as a veteran gamer, I just thought it was so fucking cool to see that many people just that hyped over an overwatch match. It was just really cool. It's so funny because you look at some of the athletes and I'm not cracking joke because I, I can't say this without cracking a joke at myself as as well. I was one of those guys in high school. And it's like, man, they go to they go to their schools because some of them, they're still young <clears throat> and their after school program is practicing their esports team cohesion. And then their school, they're probably the equivalent of what the football kids were when we were in school. Yeah. And in, in the eyes of gamers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I remember a, about two years ago, we had talked about the rise of esports and, uh, how, um, I forget the company that was doing it. They were based in California, but they were basically, uh, getting high schools to add esports to their, uh, curriculum for people to do that. And that would count as a sport and it, and colleges, some colleges were picking up. And I, I recently read an article, that it was like 45%. Um, if that, I think that was the right number, 45% or so of the country has now implemented esports in their curriculum. 
both college and high schools. I like, well, like, why can't that? Two years ago at the time when I talked about it, uh, it was just a handful in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Dang you, COVID. You came too late in my life. I could have been an esports athlete in some way, shape, or form. I've, I've wondered, I'm sure I'm not the only one, like, what would the world be like today uh, in the gaming industry, in the anime industry, if COVID never happened? We would still be a niche. One, and this is the conversation no one wants to have. Um, half the people that got into streaming wouldn't have gotten into it. It wouldn't be as sexy. Like, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. It wouldn't be seen as as sexy. It would still, it would be on the rise, but it would not be anywhere near as popular. I definitely don't think I would be able to just uh, walk into a, a Target or Walmart and see all the gaming and anime merchandise that has been a thing for the past couple of years. Because that came out of nowhere. I remember walking, I was like, Naruto. This shit came out in 1999. Like, yeah, I, I love the anime, but yeah. bro, that was like 23 years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, between 2020 to now, gaming has had the all-time boom. A perfect example, Among Us. Among Us released in 2018. Um, dude, I don't care what anyone says. I don't like or hate the game. That game became a worldwide phenomenon for the little amount of time that it was extremely popular. It was about mm -hmm. four to six months that it was the game to play. Everybody was playing it and streaming it. You could find merchandise everywhere. Mm -hmm. That game became a nostalgic icon out of nowhere. And it didn't even come out in the year that it was popular. It came out years ago, like mm -hmm. way before it, uh, before it blew up. Yeah. Blew up during COVID. Everything we're seeing now is a multiplication. It's a multiplication of what was already there. Ever, all this stuff that's popping up, it was already there. It just got 10 times multiplied due to COVID. Because all the outdoorsy types, all the people who are the social people, they lived and thrived off of being, uh, you know, attention grabbers and they could go out and everyone gave them attention and they didn't know what to do with themselves. They needed that. They, they were like, where can I go? Like, I can't go take my, you know, pictures of my new Jeep and I can't go to the beach and I can't do X, Y, and Z. Gaming was a segue into that. Streaming was a segue to still fulfill that. I mean, look how much Twitch has changed in the last two years to accommodate all these different types of people that hit these platforms. And not even just with, 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 with gaming, if we're talking in content creators and the influence in general, the <laughs> OnlyFans. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking like... Yeah, the content, I, quote, end quote, content creators I, on OnlyFans. I don't change the whole platform. Had COVID not happened, OnlyFans would not be what it is. It would not. It, I it don't not. really, personally, I don't really feel like it would exist. It's so here's the thing. It would still exist. It would still exist for its audience that it originally was for artists. Now they're buried because someone in influence said, well, sex appeal is an art. And then what did I say at the beginning of the show? Everyone copies. Can we just take a minute to appreciate 
And maybe we don't want to appreciate it. I don't know. I, I just, I say appreciate because I think it's absolutely hilarious that when uh, this was like, what was this like a year, year and a half ago, maybe it was longer ago because I feel like the time, the, the, the time vortex since COVID began is mm. off. Like I time doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Things like that feel like they were seven years ago happened a year ago. What? And I'm like, what do you mean? Um, but it feels like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I think I know where you're going. <laughs> Basically, I'm trying to say that it feels like OnlyFans. Okay. Do you, do you remember when they were going to cancel OnlyFans? They, so they, they weren't were, going to cancel OnlyFans. They were, were going to remove the sexual they were gonna content. They were going to remove certain things and everyone panicked. The entire country, people. I have never seen backlash. I, mm -hmm. I have only seen backlash on that caliber twice. Sonic the Hedgehog. When we, had to re <laughs> when we had to change the entire look of Sonic for the movie. Uh -huh. And only fans. We have. Bro, we got our three wishes. Those, We've used two. What the fuck? Like, we already used someone, two. Someone summoned Shinron. And it was the version <laughs> of Shenron that gives you three wishes. And they are. All right. They get a pass on the Sonic thing. I understood it. Okay. But you wasted mm. it on the OnlyFans thing. Because I can think of plenty other things that Wish could have gone to. Which was kind of funny. Because it affected whole, all of us. The whole thing with the OnlyFans part, though, uh, that made me side-eye everyone. It was during the time that there was this big movement push to remove porn period like there was this big push to remove porn off the internet around the time where OnlyFans was like oh we're gonna remove stuff and then it was and, and it brought up that whole conversation where they were suddenly like yeah we're gonna remove porn from the internet and then they were like yeah OnlyFans is probably gonna go away and then everyone was like wait whoa 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 hold, hold, hold on now hold on now and a lot of people probably think it was just the you know subscribers no 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 it was the creators that were like, this is our way of life, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh, so it's an issue when it's free. You want the free remove because then it forces everyone else to have to pay for what they you want. You know, I'd like to bring up another point too. You know, and I'm just going to, I'm just pointing this out because I feel like it's a bizarre system. So if, let, let's say I made an OnlyFans and God forbid I did that because somebody's eyes would bleed. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not. Pay for that. <laughs> I don't. They might pay I, for the experience of eye bleeding. Jesus Christ! Uh, you know, there was a lot of people that were found out at like at work. Like people found out that they had an OnlyFans, even though that they were because it's very easy to find information about somebody. And if you don't like somebody and you want to find something out, and you can find out if they have something, right? Well, so you know, a lot the of people say. Like half of the like half of the United States on average now has an OnlyFans. Yes. Yeah. I remember we talked about this pretty recently. And yeah. one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That's for another episode, people. But Jesus Christ, you wouldn't believe the statistics. And most of the OnlyFans are from America. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other topic. Yeah, that's a whole other one. My point was that <laughs> these people were getting fired for having an OnlyFans, even if yeah. they didn't talk about it, they didn't whatever. But then those same people could have online things. They could be gamers. They could be content creators. Mm. And as long as they didn't promote that stuff and they don't, you know, they don't bring that into whatever they're doing, it's completely fine. Like they don't care. They're like, yeah, you're bringing in money. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought that, that that's such a backwards, like weird system to me. Like, you know, I'm not like, I, I'm very like either or on OnlyFans. I could give a shit. Like, good for you. I don't. I don't personally give a crap. But my, I think my my point is is if somebody does something on the side, and especially if it's something that is like that, um, it's more frowned upon. Even though the whole country fucking defended keeping OnlyFans, <laughs> but then we turn around and fire people for having one, even if they don't talk about it and make it a thing yeah. at work. But then they can just go online and be a streamer, and nobody, you know, like you know, Twitch is gonna be like, you know, there's a ton of. St- Twitch streamers that play games and or on YouTube that make other content, but then they have them on the side. Mm. So here's a question now that you've brought that up and I've wondered this, do you feel the gaming community like definitely Twitch? Cause Twitch is a good place to find out. And I, and I go and I can hardly find, I'm going to just say streamer cause I don't want to get hate. I can hardly find a streamer that doesn't have one attached. Do you feel the only fans and the streaming are too intertwined. Absolutely. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred. There's nothing we could do about it uh, from what I, what I can feel out here, but I do feel that there are a lot of streamers that would not be popular if they did if not they have an have. OnlyFans and then people go watch them game and it's not, and, and that's not to shit on women whatsoever. Like I, you know, I know some people might take it that way. Like, Oh, I'm a woman. I can't have X, Y, and Z because of some other sexual shit. Like fucking, I'm not saying that I'm just pointing out like the fucking issue at hand. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel that they're, they're too intertwined because there's so many different people that watch content creators on stream. And there's so many ways to circumvent, you know, what, parental blocks you may have because a lot of people say oh well you know just parental block okay but if, if you, you think parental block works on twitch <laughs> you're a fucking moron i would know because that, i i i i fucked i fucked with the parental blocks to let my kids watch youtube and twitch and there's mm-hmm. some fucking weird creepy inappropriate shit on youtube kids and on twitch if you have the parental blocks set yeah. up like it doesn't matter because people know how to build their stuff to circumvent that. And it's all, you know, a it's computer the algorithm. Yeah, it's the hashtag. The hashtags are what matters. Not and the what happens is this person, you let them, you know, this your, your kid likes this streamer. And this person could be a, a, a gamer streamer. And I mean like an actual gamer streamer. I'm not talking about the just chatting category. I'm talking like they actually do game. And their links are available right under their their page if they also have an OnlyFans, 
they're not going to not advertise that. It's an extra source of income, revenue. So it's as easy as just go to your Twitch. Oh, you happen to have an OnlyFans. Click, and then boom, they're on your page. You know what's weird about that to me? (laughs) This is what's weird. So you can't have any links and you can't have any... um, uh, promotional links or uh, like whether it's in your, your chat forum while you're live streaming or at the bottom, you know, like the about me Um, you can't have anything on there that encourages or promotes uh, the buying and selling of drugs, including marijuana uh, Mm -hmm. or alcohol, Mm -hmm. but you can have an OnlyFans account. Yeah. Because that's just fucking weird to me because the catch to that is OnlyFans does not automatically mean it's sexual content related. That and that is a hundred percent true. It, when it was created, it was definitely with the intent of another an, another f- uh, platform for creators to utilize for their business and the things that they want to create. Yeah, and there and are still people on there that that utilize it for that. For that, and even the people that do that could still say that. Because if they know the history of OnlyFans, they could say, well, my stuff is an art form to me and my community. But if I go to work tomorrow, if I went to work tomorrow and I was like, yeah, I have an OnlyFans, check out my content. And my OnlyFans was legitimately what OnlyFans was designed for to begin with. And it was yeah. just shit we do and, and gaming and podcast stuff and, and clips. Uh, I'd probably be fired. Because they have to assume. And this is something I always tell people. I always say look down the road at the consequences further down and don't just get blinded by the instant rewards right in front of you. And that's so hard to do. That's so hard to do. It's hard to do because what people see right now is the instant monetary value. They think it'll pay off my college. It'll set me up for life, the money, the money, the money. And I'm like, okay, what are you going to do five, 10 years down the road when you don't want to do it anymore and you don't want that as your legacy, you say right now, you don't plan on having kids. You say right now that you're, you know, you're all the things that could affect you. They're not going to bother you. Okay. You say that now, all of us have said that at some point. And now people who said they weren't going to have kids, have kids. They have a family to take care of. You know, they wanted all of a sudden to do this corporate job. Things need background checks. Because of the way society is, even the minor jobs want to do background checks on you. So if you decide one day that you're done with the the OnlyFans life, where do you go next? Your stuff is out there on the great beyond. Some people say they don't care. Cool. More power to you. But what's your next move? Yeah, because I think what that ties into is what what a lot of content creators uh, struggle with. The kind of uh, kind of piggyback off what we talked about earlier is these the 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 creators that are successful, especially in streaming, they don't do that one thing. They have multiple. They have a net. They have multiple branches of things that they they sell. They do that and clips they make that go out to various platforms and they make their money off all of that stuff combined, but not that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people really understand that unless you make it so big like Ninja or Dr. Disrespect to where money is like whatever mm-hmm. and you can retire for the rest of your life and then just keep doing that. Are you, 
if you, if you can't see yourself doing it for 10 plus years and definitely making the money you need to make, what, what's your next step? Because there is no, there is no pension plan. There is no 401k there, you know, like there's no plans and like, there's no stuff in place to help you build something financially for the future. Yeah. So unless you can do those things and if you're just doing only fans or you're just doing streaming or just YouTube or just TikTok, and that's it. What are you going to do if that fails or that platform collapses? Cause don't, don't think they won't. We have they all are, watched, yeah, we watched are. Justin TV. We watched G4. We watched vines. We watched Facebook. We watched, I don't know if you remember Zanga back in the I day. Uh, there was uh God, there was one <clears throat> that was before Spotify and Pandora. I can't remember the name of it, but it collapsed. Uh, we, we, it doesn't feel like it happens every year, but it does. I mean, even TikTok is was is and forever probably will be in hot water. Yeah, at least in America. And and the point I was trying to make is is none of these platforms are guaranteed to stay. Facebook's struggling right now, and it's very possible over the next ten years it might disappear. The social yeah. media platform might actually disappear because people aren't signing up and people are leaving for yeah. like TikTok and, and and Instagram. And I think that's the saving grace for Facebook is that they own Instagram. Instagram is still extremely popular. Fun fact, side note, I feel another reason that they want to ban TikTok in the U S besides the initial reason is because so many Americans are leaving an American established platform for a new platform. Oh, a hundred percent. That is not controlled by America. Because you know what? If it wasn't owned by another country, everybody would be like, oh, especially the older generation. Oh, you can't cancel TikTok, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. That's why Instagram copied how TikTok's layouts with their reels to bring people to try to bring people back. To to an American platform and they're, they're it's a losing battle because if Facebook disappears, Instagram goes with it. Snapchat goes with it. What will they have? And then you have all the Americans on a non-American platform giving tons of information, which in a conspiracy theory, here's your conspiracy theory for the week. From a government perspective, playing devil's advocate here, I can understand their concern because people do not realize just how much information you give with a simple picture and a simple reel. You pick this nice background, someplace, wherever, a beach, whatever, to do your dance, to do your video. One, we don't know, we don't know all the workings of TikTok. We don't own it. All we know is there's an algorithm that sends you a feed based off of hashtags. Well, a lot of people give a lot of information and hashtags. Plus, there's easy ways of geographical pinpointing. You use TikTok. I'm pretty sure. It can easily pinpoint based on where you uploaded the video from, your geographical location. Well, our phones you might give say, away oh, my location is off, but yeah. Hold, hold up. Did we just go from modern warfare complaints to, to, <laughs> to streaming to fucking OnlyFans to, to government TikTok conspiracies? What is this show? Dude, we, 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 I don't know how we do it, <laughs> but we do it and we do it so well. All of it is connected. Dude, it's all I, connected. We, we need to be less concerned about TikTok and, and, and other, you know, China owning TikTok and, and spying on us than our own country scamming us constantly via social media 
fucking hacking into our systems, hacking into bank accounts and hospitals and gaming industry, stealing our information. Like, what? (laughs) Your concern is China, motherfucker. We're stealing from each other. We're hacking each other. We're watching each other. Fuck China. The the rabbit hole goes deeper. The rabbit hole goes deeper. China's watching us. You're fucking watching us. Everybody's watching everybody. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody's watching everybody and so, his denial of so watching dumb. everybody. But no, I, I kind of get it from um from a somewhat government viewpoint. Not saying that they're in the right, but I kind of understand one of their concerns with it because you're putting out a lot of information in that 60 seconds of making that video. You know, locations average time you you know how much like people that do it daily well it's the same reason when we were in the navy we were told that we weren't allowed to be on our phones exactly because you think give away the ship's position the signal could give away our position exactly and that's a lot of information like you think they don't know where you live after you upload your first tiktok you're naive they know where you live and the, the, think about well, it. Because everything Target has an IP ads. address. Everything has an IP address. Everything, everything goes through. So when you send that through, the receiver gets all that information that they received on their end from where you were at, the information you put in, like everything, the IP address, all of that goes through. Yep. But, <sighs> my, but like I said before, my concern is not other countries. My concern is my own country full of people ripping each other off and stealing and hacking. So yeah, you fix that shit change. and then I'll turn my concern to someone else. That's where you start change. canceling shit. <laughs> and it's not like I want to see, I, I could give a shit about TikTok. I think I, there's a lot of funny stuff on there, but I also think it's a very, it has taken a culture that was already not so great in the, in the content creation world and has made it even more toxic for us because of what the things we we search we trend um and you know and i i came to a realization today here's a here's here's another rabbit hole thought for you real, real kind quick of works. real quick don't lose that thought because i i do i have a question before i forget it when you first open your tiktok you make an account you have not clicked or liked anything and you you start swiping and there's videos what's that information fucking based off of probably the people around you what they i didn't know any of those motherfuckers but they don't know that you don't so you know how like you'll get like people near you might get ads based off of stuff we've talked about it you'll have a conversation with someone about (laughs) so so like it's it's basically like youtube tiktok all all facebook when you first make an account it's basing all that of all your fucking internet searches and everything else you've clicked on because everyone's buying it that's why you have the the i call it the lie the button of lies the one that you can click and it says basically would you would you allow us to uh take your information and use it to to sell for ads to sell, to sell your ads. information for ads and stuff and you can click no on it and i think that's just Lies. a fucking that's a lie it's just to make you feel better and feel like you have a say in the matter because if that was the case you would not get so many specifically targeted ads like you do <laughs> and then your family members or friends around you would not get ads related to you 
And I feel, and this is one of the other things I said, because my mom and I were talking about it and she was like, she got an email about like hot streamers. And I felt so bad. <laughs> she was like, why am I getting this? And I was like, it's the same reason I'm getting emails from like, you know, for age groups 50 and up. And I'm like, they're sending the emails to the wrong people. <laughs> oh man, you better be careful what you search. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't go out of my way and search, but because I'm on Twitch and the email is connected to Twitch. And if any of those content creators, for some reason that I follow would unknowingly change their style of content, I, could, I, I messed up by going and just chatting maybe twice and spending more than 30 minutes in there just perusing. So the this algorithm man said it, perusing, perusing, perusing. So, so the algorithm takes that and memorizes because what is how let's arrogant be do you have to be with your vocabulary to say perusing <laughs> perusing <laughs> but as far as the algorithm's concerned what is just chatting if we're realistic with each other what is 90% of just chatting before they started oh, separating it into categories more than chatting i can tell you that exactly so as far as twitch is concerned before they sell off my information oh he's a male uh he's not married on file so as far as we're concerned, he's single. Um, hot chicks in your neighborhood? Email send. <laughs> All, here's my complaint. And I think a lot of people would share my sentiment. All of that right there. They do all that work to like literally spy on us to take our information and use it against us to get us to buy things. Right. And, and to throw things like, look at this, look at that, look at that, these algorithms. But they can't do that same shit with dating apps. So you can get people similar to you get the fuck out of here. Dating apps thrive on the, the longer you're on it. They want you on it longer. They say they want you to match, but they thrive. Sure. On sure. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been on the dating app since about, about May or June of this year. Like I was like, I'm done with this shit. Cause most of it's like, Oh my God. Um, I just want someone to take me on vacations. Um, three times a year, um, you have to make this much money and be six, nine. And if you don't own a house, don't talk to me. Like that's literally like 80% of the profiles. It's fucking disgusting. I want to come back and use your own words against you. Streaming influencers leads to terrible dating. Apps. <laughs> we went from the call of duty, call of duty. This is your fault. I don't know how you can influence, but fix dating apps. <laughs> I, I think nerds have unintentionally created a very twisted online world. We uh, no, no, seriously, we, we have. And then that actually brings me back to what I was going to say initially. Um, I realized that I was watching horror movies before the show started. I had it on in the background. I said, man, Koreans make amazing horror films. Japanese make amazing horror films. The Indonesians make amazing horror films. I do not find American horror films thrilling. Why? Until uh, like Jordan Peele came around. Dude, can we moment of just can we give him a round of <laughs> round of applause, round of a cheer for Jordan Peele for stepping into the horror scene for the American market? Because here's my problem with American horror. Okay. It sucks. Um, 
And I know some people are going to go, what? what are you talking about? It was amazing. The there first two is, Conjurings were the last horror movies that were made that truly felt like, like yeah, refreshing. Like, refreshing. Yeah, like, the Conjuring universe started strong. Then it kind of teetered out. And then it turned into what everything else is. And then along came Jordan Peele. Yeah. The the, the comedian who apparently has a niche for horror. Horror. Yeah. Some of the funniest people could probably tell the best horror stories. Um, But what I mean is look at the average. Like now we're kind of getting into a trend where we're tapping more into some supernatural-ish horror. Um there's the one that I think like barbarians came is coming out and bones and all kind of looks like it deals with like cannibalistic horror. I don't know the story behind it, Eh. but the average horror film in America is a slasher flick. The average horror show. What it was ever since uh, the, the first three screams, um, the first two being pretty iconic for what they were. They kind of just laid the groundwork for like, the like what the the algorithm would be for for a horror movie and no one else has really come close because scream did it first or they 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 didn't do it first but they kind of perfected that model and and had the storyline and stuff that at the time was like wow this is this is really good uh so yeah every every horror movie it really every original american horror film with the exception of probably of the things jordan peele has made has been slasher related and a lot of people go well no that's not true uh you know what about these what i'm talking the movie not based off of a book like i'm not counting doctor i'm not counting uh stephen king or any adaptation from books because someone else created that i'm talking a 100 original horror film the american mainstream for the most part only knows slashers and where am I basing this from? Look at Netflix for a good example. We, oh, I say we, but I'm not part of that. <laughs> the American mainstream loves murder documentaries. Oh my God. They love yes, they do. hearing about murderers to the point we dag on there, glorify them and give them TV shows. Most other countries believe in the supernatural. So they make supernatural horror. Yeah, and then it's we make mostly, shitty ripoffs of it. And then we, exactly. That's what I was going to say. The ones that we think, well, we did so-and-so. No, we basically remake something that another country made and we just slap a new name on it. That's all we do. But our own original stuff is based off of things that could realistically happen. I don't know we what this episode is anymore, but I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, the the grudge and the ring. Uh, I had actually back several years ago. I had watched the the Japanese, the original Japanese versions, and they're terrifying. Like they are yeah. insanely creepy. Yeah. But then the American versions. It, to if you watch both and then contrast, like the American versions are just jump scares and and slight creepiness on occasion, but mm-hmm. does not come close. We don't know. We don't know how, what fear is. Yeah, we know how to imitate but we imitate poorly, but everything that we've done that has been seen as uh, like, okay, the purge, as far as I know, the purge is an an original American horror. Um, Yeah. I don't know why it's classified that way. Cause it's not scary. 
there's not even any jump scares. It's just uh I, I like I liked, of horror, I liked the first two uh, the first two purges. I did enjoy yeah. them. Like I, I liked the concept and, and what they were doing. Uh, but I, I never th- saw them. I th- more of like maybe a thriller. It, but it's even it's a thriller should have some mystery to it. Well, because you and I, we 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 know what we clatter categorize categorize as so much as for horror. that superior vocabulary. I know it just went out the window there. I'm making up words. Um, <laughs> but remember what I said: American mainstream. That's horrifying to people. It, it's, I guess. When I was talking to some ladies and I asked them, like, what is their whole excitement about murder documentaries and stuff? For some reason, the thrill that it could really happen appeals to them. So The Purge fits as a category of horror because it could happen. Oh, my goodness. This really could happen. That scare where you and I were like, uh, well, that's a little far fetched. OK, next. But then we watch something supernatural that plays on the mind. And we're like, oh, my gosh, that's that's fucked up. Wow. Like, you know, the imagination got carried away. But for some reason, we thrive off the stuff that could realistically happen. It's like we desire it. And we glorify it. So we constantly make TV shows and movies about it. And those are the things that take off that, you know, people because think about it. Look, look, don't believe me. You can just do your Google homework. And look at the original American horrors for the most part. They're slashers. They're slashers. They're murder. Anything, anything that can have the chick running away, screaming and tripping and falling and getting stabbed 13 times. American horror. You're talking the, uh, the show. No, not, not, not American horror story. I'm talking just American, the Amer- genre of American horror. Anything. Oh, we oh, make yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. I was like, the, I was like, did we watch the same show? No, American Horror Story is, is, I believe in American Horror Story. They touch into politics. Yeah, I think, well, American Horror Story has its, its hits or misses, but for the most part, they, they tell, they tell decent stories with, with plenty of mystery in it to keep mystery, you kind of, kind of brought in. Um, and since they're, you know, television based versus like a streaming platform, there's limits to what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, I, th- I think for what they've done, I, I think it definitely stands out for a reason. Um, And it's, it's good. It's storytelling. Yeah. So I think, (laughs) I think, I think as as a people, we need to take a step back and reevaluate the things that we thoroughly enjoy. Cause I sat down and I realized I was like, man, I really, anytime I look at horror movies on like shutter and they're like American made. I'm like the supernatural ones are like so subpar. It's like, we don't even put effort into it, but the slashers, man, we go above and beyond for those. I, I think the reason that a uh, document, uh, uh, serial killer documentaries are so insanely popular is because we in America are so fucking bored ultimately with our good lives. And I I know it feels like a lot of us don't have good lives. Right. But, but compared to a large amount of the world, we have pretty damn good lives to the point where we're always go, 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 go. Even if it's stressful as shit, you're certainly not bored because it's go, 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 go. You might hate Mm -hmm. it, but it's still what it is. And because of that, people are drawn into these, these documentaries about serial killers because we have no time to sit down and we really aren't 
feeling fear on a daily level. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to really worry about that would endanger our lives outside of, I hope I don't get in a car crash or I hope this mole isn't cancer, that kind of thing. Uh, You know, no one's trying to murder us or hurt us. Not, not, you know, yes, there's like criminals and shit, but you know what I mean? Like we, we, we don't have to worry about that stuff and people crave that because they don't have that fear in their lives. That's my thought process. One, because our government is very good at making us think everything is okay. Two, we selectively. (laughs) (laughs) There's like an asteroid coming for us right now. I'm like, oh, our lives are perfect. No, but seriously. Like like how many people knew that there was a planet killer asteroid hidden behind the sun that we couldn't see? And the fact that so many people, you think you were the only one and you weren't. You were one of a handful of people that called me out like I fucking knew. (laughs) Like just because I have a telescope and a shitload of pictures, which by the way, I learned this recently as as a... as a grown man that you shouldn't tell too many people out loud in public or at work that you have a telescope and you take pictures because apparently the first thing people assume is not looking through a window. You like astronomy and you're obsessed with the, with planet. Yeah. So you know why? (laughs) Because of the slasher murder horror. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You just proved my point. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> I can't have anything. No. <laughs> I'm a I'm a creep no matter what I do. No matter what my intentions, I'm just a I'm a yep. creep. Yep. You just the proved the point. Documentaries like ah, he's tall and white. And yep. his you'll, be able to, you'll be the next I know what he's special. doing with that telescope, and nothing good is coming out of that. Yep. They're a lot of people don't know this, but I I I actually have two degrees and I don't, it's not something I talk about a lot. Uh, I've told a couple other people before, but before I was a nurse, um, I, I, I don't know if you remember the Navy or not, but I was in college in the Navy. Um, and I did a shitload of math, which was really rough because we were always so busy. So we didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of time to study. Uh, and then I finished that. I like all my basics for the most part in the Navy when I got out, um, I actually, I I got a bachelor. I finished a bachelor's degree in physics and I had intended to do something with that. Um, And then, you know, life happens. I ended up having kids and like, it didn't make sense. So I ended up choosing a nursing school and I did that because a lot of my mathematics and and sciences transferred over. Um, So I kind of did like a little fast track through nursing school. Then I went into nursing school. That was a fucking hellhole, And one thing I learned about college is college is mostly teaching yourself shit. And then you go to, you go to a class and then they regurgitate the information that, that you should have read. And then you take a test and then, yeah. Sounds about right. Um, so yeah, anyways, that was my experience, but, uh, but yeah, I have, I have two degrees. Uh, don't ask me to do any of the math. It's been like 12 years. So (laughs) I can't fucking do half of it anymore. Um, but I've, Point being, I, I've always been extremely fascinated with astronomy and stuff um, and telescopes and all that stuff. I, I've always been very curious and like very starry eyed at, at the at the sky. But you so, couldn't see a planet killing asteroid. And I couldn't I couldn't find it. It's not the fucking movies. What movie was that with? Uh, I think Morgan Freeman was the president. If it's the movie I'm thinking of. um it was an asteroid or comet movie. But anyways, at the very beginning, some like no name fucking media, like mediocre astronomer saw something and he's like, Oh my God, I have to tell somebody. And then like, nobody fucking believed him. 
I think they're, I don't, I, I think I know and, the movie you're talking until, about. It, until like the, the famous ones also saw it and then they're like, oh, he's right. <laughs> yeah. I know Netflix had a movie like that called Don't Look Up with like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but this was like a movie a long time ago and it started off. I guess like every, I guess every impact movie starts like that. Um, um, Nobody astronomer like, oh my God, I have to tell someone. Just say Armageddon. Everybody knows Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. (laughs) Just say Armageddon. Everyone's like, oh, well, no, like, yeah. So, well, still, once again, thank you for proving my point about the horror. Um, (laughs) But we coming back to why we are the way we are. Government gives us the false sense that everything is under control. And most people think that the big things that are happening in the world have no potential way of affecting them. When in actuality, if shit went sideways, your whole life could be turned upside down. But that takes people out of their comfort zone. So people refuse to acknowledge the fact of anything that could take them out of their personal comfort zone. Because the country would go in chaos if everyone honestly acknowledged that fact. You could, If you went outside... Every day knowing that one of these countries decided nuclear bomb. And that's the first thought you have. Would you want to step outside your house? Probably not. You'd want to be home all the time with your family or just say, screw it. If the world's going to end, I'm going to stay here and play video games and anime because it doesn't fucking matter what I do anyway. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's like, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out at least happy. Yep. So for the most part, a lot of people just go out under this. I just don't want to die until One Piece. Finish. Like, can we finish One Piece first? Can we finish One Piece and then let the? <laughs> but no, that's that's basically what it is. A lot of people just don't want to acknowledge the fact that life is not perfect, and that there's so much shit outside of their personal life that's fucked up. So they just refuse to acknowledge it. That ties into, and this could be like a whole conversation for our other podcast, but it ties into the whole, uh, when people ask you, oh, how are you doing? They're not actually expecting you to give them the laundry list of everything that's going on in your life. It's just how you're doing. And as soon as you start telling them, they're like, yeah, I didn't really care. <laughs> I just was trying to be polite. So most people just say, oh, you know, I'm good. Oh, you, know, you I'm never sure like ask them, like, how are you doing? And then like you turn around, and you just start crying. I'm not okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I didn't care. Like, Jesus Christ. Exactly. Needy much. <laughs> and, and we've all done it. You asked me. <laughs> we've all done it. I've done it. People have done it to me. So I just know, like, when people ask me, how are you? I'm like, eh, you probably don't really care. So I, I don't know if I told you this, this story, but, um, I had gotten in trouble at not, not in trouble, but kind of like talked to at work because unbeknownst to me, somebody was telling me good morning and I wasn't responding back to them. And apparently I did this every day. I'm not a morning person. Even if I wake up and I'm, I go to the gym and you know, and I get to work, like my brain is struggling. I need, I need a couple hours. There's been times where I'm not really awake till like 10 a.m coffee or not like it just takes me a bit to wake up i'm pretty sure i should be working nights and i should be mm-hmm. a night person but i fight it uh but anyways i got pulled aside i was talked to like hey uh you know it's extremely rude of you to just not say good morning back to people or not be friendly back to people and i was very confused because i felt like i was when i'm i guess when i'm like awake uh, <laughs> very very polite to people that I, and my coworkers and, uh, you just weren't awake. And uh, yeah. So, you know, that, that just like, and it had happened a couple of times and I was like, what? And it's funny. Like I come in now and I, 
I put on a fake smile and I make myself look awake now when I come in and people like their whole attitude towards me changes. It's like, you want me to come in and fake my personality while I'm waking up to give you that thing that you want that acknowledges your existence and your own ego. And it makes no fucking sense to me. But if I come in and I'm just not awake and I don't hear people say hello or whatever, they just like, he's rude. I'm like, I'm not fucking rude. Let me wake up. Like, God damn, what's it like living with you? You know, you just gave me an idea for merch. I'm not going to put it out there because, you know, I don't want no one taking it. So if you guys want to see what this new merch idea is, make sure to visit our store at thegzshop.com. I'm going to write it down because it's a really good idea. And you just gave it to me. I'm totally going to go forward. Yeah, it's a, it's it. about that time anyways. It's about that time. It's about that time. And then this will solve all of your problems in the future because we're going to put it on a mug. And all you got to do is walk around with that mug. And as long as they're above a fifth grade reading level, <laughs> I can have that mug on. Yep. Not, but not this mug. There you go. All you got to do is read the mug and all your problems will go away. So make sure to go check that out. But holy cow, I don't even know what this episode was. This episode was everything. This episode was a little bit of a everything. theory of everything. Which, by the way, guys, if you actually liked some of the little conversations we just had about other topics, go check out the Afterthoughts After Dark podcast and the gunpowder red that's where we really deep dive into some of these topics which actually we're overdue for having some of those so we're definitely gonna we should pick up some of those yeah other and actually you can go to our website and like leave comments uh suggestions things you'd like to hear that sort of stuff uh requests yeah. as well and don't forget you guys can submit feedback you can submit audio clips that we could play on future episodes if you guys have an opinion it's too long to write so you want to send a voice clip uh, send us a voice clip. We'll listen to them and we'll air some of our favorite ones on, on future episodes. OSN-media.com. Go check that out. You can find all the podcasts, all of our links to everything we do all in one nice nifty little spot. Uh, I will be trying to bring back transcripts for these episodes. So if you guys want to read some stuff, cause you're like, did Warners really say that? You can go in the transcript and be I like, guarantee yep, you, you I really said that. Said that. <laughs> he really said that it's in print dude there's times i've listened to clips and been like i can't believe i said that hey but you know that's the joy of the podcast you know that's the joy of the podcast um so let us know your thoughts guys uh make sure to go and check us out visit us on social media hit us up on patreon patreon.com forward slash osm media get all these episodes early and ad free anyway you guys have been amazing stay safe out there and we'll catch all you wonderful people next podcast. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store at thegzshop.com. 
You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.